when is the last time you looked at your shadow? As I answer that question, I am fully walking you into a trap that you couldn't get out of. You see, the shadow I'm referring to is not the one cast behind you as you bask in the glory of the sun. But more importantly, it's the dark side of your psyche that the majority of us have been taught to shy away from. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you exactly how to get in contact with, get to know, and actually integrate the dark side of your personality in a way that will propel you toward future success. See, shadow integration is something that I I love. And I love it from a standpoint of as I understand more and more around the methodologies and ideologies as it pertains to various psychology professors, teachers, thought leaders, all these fascinating individuals. There's an underlying current that exists in almost every teaching. And that underlying current is the fact that we have parts of ourselves that until we turn around and look at are bound to limit our potential growth. From that standpoint, I wanted to address these things, right? I wanted to turn around and look at them. And then once I knew how to look at them, I wanted to pay it forward and make sure that what I knew would assist other people in becoming the best version of themselves. And that's what this is. You see, in modern day times, with social media is the way it sits, there's a very good chance that you have both Facebook, Instagram, and probably Twitter, LinkedIn, right? all these different things that you use to present an image to the outside world. And while there's inherently nothing necessarily wrong with that, there are some things I'd like to bring to your attention. There's a very good possibility, I need to go as far as and say probability, that you go to tremendous length to protect your self-image from anything that is unflattering or unfamiliar. And I get it, right? We don't want to be thought of as less than. We don't want people to judge us. We don't want to feel insecure, uncertain. We don't want to be judged or compared to someone else. So it's the highlight reel that we post. From that standpoint, it actually becomes easier to observe another person's shadow before acknowledging that we have one. Let me explain this a little bit more. Seeing other people's darkness, being aware that other people's darkness exists, actually is a gift because it shows you that you have the same thing in you somewhere as well. You see, every human being is susceptible to this. What we see as an outward presentation from some other individual, social media-based or in real life, ends up being a mirror or reflection of something that inevitably is inside of you, inside of me, inside of all of us. Now, obviously, from that standpoint, there's varying degrees that are inside of all of us. Nonetheless, the things are there. 
what I find is as we explore our internal shadow, right, that part that we suppress, the part that we don't talk about, the part that we like to imagine isn't there. When we truly explore that and own it for ourselves, we almost instantaneously begin to experience greater authenticity, a heightened sense of energy, more personal awakening, all types of beautiful gifts that you might not have even considered before. What's most important above anything else, especially if you're someone that wants to have kids or currently has children themselves, is that using this introspective process is completely essential in order for you to reach, reach a heightened level of mature adulthood. In past shows I've shared, it's such a small percentage of individuals that actually become mature adults. And from that standpoint, we pass down generationally the things that we haven't been healed yet internally. From that understanding, I want to talk about what the shadow is and how it actually comes to life, right? How did it get here? See, the shadow itself ends up being, we'll say, the quote-unquote dark side of our personalities. And I say dark side not because it's necessarily bad, just that's the term to define it. So the dark side is more of the primitive nature of human beings. It's negative human emotions. Right? Think of things like envy, greed, selfishness, desire, even striving for power. Now, there's obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but there's always a, a pro and a con to each side of this. By not accepting that these things exist, we actually begin to cut ourselves off from some of our best qualities as well. There's a positive shadow conversation that we'll get into in the future, but there's both sides of the shadow of your psyche. The easiest way to really view your shadow overall is all that you deny about yourself. That's, you know, whatever you perceive to be evil, inferior, unacceptable, against social understanding, all that becomes part of your shadow. Anything that's incapable, I'm sorry, incompatible with your chosen consciousness attitude about yourself gets relegated to the dark side of your psyche. So we could really say across the board then that this part of the shadow is the disowned part of yourself. It's the parts of you that you don't want to actually claim to be your own. Which sometimes means also inherent positive qualities. See, the, the unexamined or disowned part of your personality, they don't go anywhere. You can't get rid of things. It's always there. I know you're going to attempt to deny them or cast them out, but they never go away. We actually just can repress them. They become part of our unconscious. I'd call it subconscious. But think of this subconscious as basically a broad brush blanket statement of everything you're not conscious of. Now, there's a normal thing that comes up sometime around this part of the conversation. That's, can I just eliminate it? Can I just get rid of this shadow? I don't want these negative things. 
The answer, no. You cannot eliminate the shadow. It stays with you as your dark passenger, you know, from the show Dexter. It's just part of you. It's always going to be. The trouble arises in all of our lives when we fail to see it and address it. Because that part of us is always standing right behind us. So let's talk about how the shadow ends up being born. As young children, you and I were taught kindness, love, generosity. Right? Those are the positive outward emotions. Those are what we're supposed to feel. But every one of us as children also at some point would have expressed a level of anger, some greed, maybe even some selfishness. Each one of those emotions are part of humanity. It's part of who we are. But as you and I grow and mature and adults help formulate or our tribe helps formulate who we are, there's some of those traits, right? Kindness, love, generosity that are associated with quote unquote being good or, you know, being a positive person. Those other emotions are associated with being bad. It's crazy, right? It's crazy because you and I both have basic human needs. These needs are all those Maslow's hierarchy of needs things, right? Safety, security, need for belonging. And those needs are biological and instinctual. And as you and I were children, as we began to learn how to express certain parts of ourselves, we would have received negative cues from our environment. As we got angry, and maybe through temper tantrum, there's a chance our parents reprimanded us. I got my rear end beat, then sent to, the, sent to my room. Or perhaps, right, maybe your story is that you acted boldly, playfully, spontaneously, or silly. And maybe you did these things in first or second grade. When you did that, maybe the teacher shamed you in front of your class for a lack of control and told you to sit down. Whenever that happened, whether it was once or it happened often, it threatened a good piece of your basic needs. It's just how it works. So, would the disapproval of your parents threaten your safety? Would the disapproval of your teacher and maybe your classmates jeopardize your need to belong? Yes, at that moment in time they did. And so we adjusted our behavior to then gratify our needs and we began to learn to adapt to the external world. And by the time we started doing that, all of the unaccepted, all the discouraged parts of us from the first 20 years of our lives become bundled together and swept behind us. Those become your and I's shadow. Another way to say it is imagine you put all these unwanted parts of yourself in a rolling suitcase. And everywhere you walk through life, this rolling suitcase you had to drag along with you. It's crazy because it's always there. It never goes away. 
But most people that I begin working with have never heard of this term before. They only want to be viewed as positive people. And I get it, right? Why would you want to be viewed as negative? There is no positive and negative. There's an acceptance that if you have one, you must have the other. And almost an equal and offsetting parts. Almost no one understood this better than the ancient Greeks. They understood that we needed to honor every part of our psyche. For them, these parts were worshipped as gods and goddesses. The Greeks had positive and negative gods. The Greeks knew that the gods that you ignored became the ones you turned, who turned against you and then potentially even destroyed you. See, any part that you or I disown within us will always turn against us. And your personal shadow, right, the stuff we're talking about right now, is a collection of everything you've turned away from. It's a collection of everything you haven't wanted to own. So here's the ultimate problem. Your shadow can operate on its own completely without your full awareness. It is almost as if your and I's consciousness goes on autopilot while our subconscious assumes the control. We, you, to prove that to be true, right, you and I will end up doing things that we wouldn't voluntarily do, but we later regret it. You and I say things we wouldn't typically say. Our facial expressions would express things that we don't consciously feel. So as you begin to continue to remain unconscious of your shadow, it begins to hurt your relationship with your significant other, with your family, with your friends, with your professional relationships. It blunts your leadership ability. It's crazy, isn't it? So what ultimately happens then when you repress your shadow for too long? What happens to all those parts of yourself that you sweep out of view? This is where it's going to blow your mind. Whatever qualities you deny about yourself are the first ones you find and you see in others. In psychology, it's called projection. We project onto anyone else anything that we bury inside of ourselves. For example, let's say you get very irritated when someone's rude to you. I bet there's a really good chance you haven't owned your own rudeness. Now, this doesn't mean the person isn't being rude to you. I have to accept that as the truth and reality. However, if rudeness wasn't in your shadow's self, someone else's rudeness wouldn't bother you so much. I'm bringing this to your awareness because this process doesn't happen conscientiously. Most of us don't have the sense of awareness of our own projections. Your and I's ego end up using this mechanism to defend itself and to defend how we perceive ourselves. The false identities that we have of being quote-unquote good keep us from intimately connecting with the dark shadow part of ourselves. And these, you know, referred to as psychological projections, distort our own version of reality. And with that distorted version of reality, we create a thick boundary around ourselves. And from that thick boundary, we, we don't really know how to view ourselves and how we actually behave in reality. 
So there's benefits of, of shadow work, right? Because I have to also understand that as I'm sharing all this with you, it's not ultimately a popular topic, right? You, I'm walking into your and I's conversation today as though you've never heard of shadow work before. I mean, ultimately, who enjoys owning their flaws, their selfishness, their nastiness, their weaknesses? I mean, nobody really. Now, granted, as I was going through so much of this work myself over the past 18 months, this was all the foundational basis for 15 Minutes to Freedom, my previous podcast. There's 435 episodes in which I am owning and sharing my flaws, weaknesses, selfishness, nastiness, hate, just sharing it, looking at it, talking about the gift and the lesson I received on the backside. That's a unique place to be, right? I mean, let's not kid ourselves, focusing on strengths and positive aspects of our psyche is way more enjoyable and life-affirming. But exploring that shadow side gives us a tremendous opportunity for growth and ultimate development. So I want to share just a few benefits that I know come from heightened amounts of shadow work. First and foremost, your relationships are going to improve exponentially. As you begin to truly integrate the shadow side of your life and come to terms with your darker side, you see yourself completely clearly. You become way more grounded, more connected as a human, and more whole-feeling on a day-over-day -day basis. When you truly accept your own darker parts, it's actually easier to accept the shadow in others, because you see that we're all mirrors. As a result or byproduct, people's behaviors don't end up triggering you. It makes communication easier and more direct. You know, I personally have noticed an improved relationship with my spouse, with my family, with my friends, people inside of business, because I just don't get upset anymore. All those have provided a much clearer level of perception. Because what I'm able to do is see others and myself as I am. It's like I cleaned off the lens in which I viewed the world. You see, from integrating a shadow, I have actually approached what would be referred to as, quote-unquote, my authentic self. All that means I have a much more realistic assessment of who I am. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to perceive myself as being too big or too small. See, I became self-aware so I can start to assess my environment and myself far more accurately. The byproduct and benefit of this ends up being seeing others and being able to evaluate situations with incredible clarity, compassion, and understanding. All those gifts are yours when you begin to truly shadow integrate and look at the dark sides of who you are. What I found to be really fascinating, second or third tier byproduct, is an enhanced sense of energy and overall heightened physical health. See, if I go back to the metaphor of dragging that heavy suitcase behind me all the time, it was draining. It's exhausting work to continuously repress and suppress all the parts of ourselves that we don't want to face. Fatigue and lethargy actually ended up plaguing 
my life. And then that amount of mental suppression leads to physical pain and disease. With shadow work, you're actually able to liberate a tremendous reservoir of energy that you were subconsciously investing to protect yourself. So you end up improving your physical health, your mental health, and your emotional health. I mean, shadow work will bring you inner strength, a greater sense of balance, and make you more equipped to take on life's challenges. There's also a certain sense of integration and maturity that comes from this. See, if, if you spent your entire life denying the shadow, never owning the piece and parts of truly who you are, the sense of wholeness that some people get to experience probably has been elusive to you. I mean, how in the world could you feel whole and feel balanced if your mind and your conscious and subconscious are divided? You can't. Integrating the shadow parts of yourself actually will bring you one step closer to realizing the sense of wholeness. And it's an incredibly critical step in achieving a level of mature adulthood. And once you have that you know, kind of integrated feeling, you become more creative. One of the greatest benefits of shadow work is it unlocks more of your creative potential. It's really, really fascinating. If you'd like more information as it pertains to the shadow integration and shadow work we're discussing today, head over to OptimizeLifeShow.com, completely complimentary resources that will propel you forward, right? It's not only the show notes, but a full transcription of what I've said and then actionable PDFs to back up the training. That's OptimizeLifeShow.com. While you're there, do yourself a favor, join the Optimized Life group over on Facebook. Completely free resource as well to bond with like-minded individuals that are focused on driving themselves forward, sharing positivity, and helping grow. Also, if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, if you're listening to this on an Apple device, press pause, go to the main show page, leave me a five-star review. Even if you don't feel compelled to type a written review, which I would heavily, heavily recommend, actually it's selfish, right? It helps me. It helps me help more people. The more reviews, the more written reviews, the more positivity that's out there about the show, the more Apple gives me additional weight, and it shows up in searches easier. And the more it shows up in searches, the more people listen. Also, want to make certain to remind you about the humanpotentialinstitute.com. My direct link is humanpotentialinstitute.com forward slash optimize. The Human Potential Institute is an incredible coaching resource, personal development stronghold, founded by the brilliant Dr. Mark Atkinson. Not only have I went through the Human Potential Institute, but I am honored to call Dr. Mark Atkinson a dear friend of mine. Truly phenomenal individual with breathtaking knowledge that will certainly propel you forward. Head over to humanpotentialinstitute.com forward slash optimize. Download the free resource, take advantage of the free training, and see if it makes sense to you. From that point, if you want more information, reach out to HPI. They'll answer all your questions. So let's talk about how we engage in shadow work. Right? How do you do this without massive amounts of pain? Well, to start with, you have to center yourself. I mean, sending yourself is 
key to almost everything. You see, unfortunately, it's almost never spoken about. See, centering yourself means something different to every person. I think some of the easiest ways to do it are to close your eyes, breathe in through your nose, relax, soften your lower stomach, smile to yourself, and breathe out through your mouth. Imagine you literally getting that metal rod from your perineum, right, the base of your spine, all the way up to the crown of your head, and just coming together as a whole. Before you start working with your shadow, you want to be incredibly calm, very clear, and just in a neutral space. From that neutral space, as you're centered, you begin to cultivate self-compassion. Before you really lean in and start to get to know your shadow, it's very helpful to start to cultivate a sense of friendliness with yourself. Without being friendly to yourself and with yourself, it makes it really difficult to look at the darker side. See, if you're someone that's typically hard on themselves, when you make a mistake, it's going to be more and more difficult to confront that shadow side of self. If you're accustomed to feeling shame or guilt, it actually needs to move through those and transition those emotions into friendliness, into self-acceptance, and self-compassion. Basically, just accept your own humanness. I mean, remember, every one of us has a shadow. And everyone's in this game of life together. And when you understand that you're in the game of life together, it helps you begin to cultivate a heightened sense of self-awareness. Ultimately, seeing and addressing the shadow side of self requires a really self-reflective and introspective mindset. You're going to need the ability to reflect and observe your behavior, your thoughts, your feelings. And self-awareness is not always simple, but it's so rewarding. Self-awareness and self-reflection end up being the precursors to all shadow work. I mean, they help us observe and evaluate feelings and emotional reactions without any sort of internal judgment or criticism. And once you can kind of move through the judgment and criticism, you should be ready to be courageously honest with yourself. See, that heightened sense of self-honesty and integrity are prerequisites for all shadow work. I mean, it's easy to give lip service to this, right? Like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an integrity with myself. But being truly self-honest and self-aware means being willing to see all of the painful and unpleasant attributes about your personality. I get it. You know, it's very often that it's uncomfortable to come to terms with this shadow side of self. That's why your ego is so strong, right? Your ego is represented and invested so much time and energy in repressing those dark sides of self. But seeing and accepting your insecure selfishness and tyrannical nasty parts is challenging. But take an honest look. Take an honest look at your behaviors, your dark thoughts, your attitudes, and do it courageously. I can promise you with no question the rewards are worth exponentially more than discomfort. And these honest confrontations with your shadow will help heal the spirits of your mind. And those spirits of your mind are split, right? But when you're healed and helped, the splits come together. Because the courageous acts unlock more of your creative potential 
which then open up a whole new level of personal development and, and psychological, I'll just say development as well. And I think it's really important to record your discoveries. This is a big part of journaling in my life. I, mean, I find it personally fascinating how some of our disowned parts want to remain out of our view. Think about the dreams you've had that they slip out of your mind minutes after waking up. Your disowned parts can elude you just the same. Having a journal around you when you're doing this work is a beautiful way to explore new discoveries. And as you write those insights, come back and review them later, and it's going to help heighten your awareness. In tomorrow's episode, I'm going to come back around and share the top five ways that I have discovered to help you work with your shadow. Right, so there's five proven methodologies that allow you to have conversations, heal through, and then integrate the shadow side of self that will propel you forward into the future. I'm Ryan Idell, wishing you truly unlimited success.